I mean, this is changing. You know, you guys don't need us for, you don't need us to have children anymore. You don't, re, you don't need us to make money. You don't need us to protect you, right? All the things a hundred years ago you needed a man for, you don't. But there is some place in your heart that you can't lead yourself and that's masculine value. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realize it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. It's Valentine's Week here at Almost 30 Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. Part of me cares, part of me doesn't. I know, literally. <laughs> what, what is this mean? What it's is so all funny. this hubbub? It's so funny when like you start thinking about it kind of like early on in the new year. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, right. Like that's coming up. Like that exists. What does that mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just like a weird time. Mm-hmm. Just take a damn bubble bath. <laughs> Justin's cute. He made a reservation like a week ago. Oh, sweetheart. Where are you going to go? I don't know. Some it's place- called um, Chef's Not Home. It's like a new place in LA. So <laughs> Love could, him. Could be good. Is it for you or him? For us. Meaning like, is it vegan or Oh, good both? fucking question. <laughs> good question that Fucker better be thinking about me. He's like, babe, it's a new steakhouse. Literally. <laughs> He's like, have you heard of meat? <laughs> um, so that's what we'll be doing. And then we're going to have so our nice. event. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so yeah, good. It's gonna we be have so our Galentine's event. This is coming out on... The day of. The day of. Yeah. So, hey. We're See headed there. there. We're headed there yeah, soon, guys. Yeah. We'll be there tonight. <laughs> um, at the Fairmont... Hotel in mm-hmm. Miramar? Fair, Fairmont Miramar in Santa Monica. I always say that weird. I know. It's like a, it's such a beautiful space. So it's going to be so fun, like 40 to 50 babes. We have Milana Snow there. She's an amazing Reiki healer. Um, she'll, she'll provide heart healing on everyone there. Um, I've been healed by her and it was amazing. Changed the mm-hmm. game for my meditation practice for the next couple months until um, I fucked my whole jive up again. <laughs> Um, and then we're also going to play fun games, just tell some stories, have some cocktails, eat some amazing food, take some pics. Yeah. Get some blowouts. It'll be nice. It's like 80 in LA. Sorry to rub it in, but yeah. like, it's going to be chill. It's going to be very chill. <laughs> very chill, but everyone's going to be cute. We're going to be like, yeah. our yoga clothes. A little dressed up. Yeah. We're always in yoga clothes at our events. So we thought we'd switch it up. You mm-hmm. know, it's always nice to totally. get a little dressed up. Yeah. Every once in a while. We're so excited. We have a this, double episode week. Guys, this is Lindsay's favorite episode we've ever recorded. It is. And I hate to say that because I love everyone. Mm-hmm. So let me preface this by saying that. Um, we've had so many this amazing is, like, guests. fucked up good. But this is, I want, if I had like the means to do it and I will eventually, I would love to just work with him on some stuff. Totally. Or with someone, like, he has kind of like a crew of people that he works he with. a lot and of work, teachers. Workshops Love and that. stuff. Like, I just kind of want to, like, 
want that to be like a consistent thing because I don't know. I mean, it's not just romantic relationships. He was talking about relationships between parent and child, mm-hmm. between like, you know, family and friend. Like it's it goes beyond romantic. Obviously, that's the main thing we'll be talking about, but I was just blown away. So our guest is John Wineland and he is incredible. Incredible. He's an LA-based Guys, uh, this is this is like yeah, this is really going to be <laughs> something. He's a LA-based speaker and teacher. Um, he leads men and women in the practices of embodied masculine leadership, spiritual intimacy, and sexual polarity. So we talk a lot about the feminine and masculine energies that run through all of us. We, oh man, what do we cover? We cover um, what do men and women want from each other? Mm-hmm. Um, and in what ways can we effectively, and that sounds a little... Um, you know, scientific, but like effectively like ask for it and in a way that makes them feel seen and heard. Mm -hmm. One thing we talked about metabolizing like the energy that the opposite sex or the same sex or your partner is putting out, which was so interesting to me. Totally. So I was like, whoa, I do come in hot sometimes. I come in like yeah, I come in a hot. little like high energy, kind of wanting a lot. Like I want a lot of attention, but I also want mm-hmm. to like give and like, you know, just connect. Mm-hmm. And like that's too much at yeah. first for some people. If Justin and I were, weren't long distance when we met, mm. he probably would have like, oh my God. like honestly it helped him metabolize yeah. my energy. That's actually because the truth. it was like from a distance. So, and then we talked about too, like how long you should wait to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty basic question, but really interesting answer. Uh, we talked a lot about um, why certain patterns come up in your relationships that continue to. We talked about infidelity, so cheating, what you should do in relationships there. Um, Lindsay basically asked really personal questions. <laughs> Um, that are really obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for everyone to hear it <laughs> and wonder. But I mean, I, I had to know. You guys, I, it's just like- I this, can only move from- John is so present and crisp and clear and open and funny. And he had an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a really flowing, honest, open conversation. And I know that this is going to be like a notepad episode for you guys to like yeah. literally take notes on. And I cannot wait to talk more about it with you. And we hope you share it. Like if you have a partner or yes. whatever, like it will- Share it with your friends. Share it, it with any females in your life. Help. Yeah. Whew. I was right. trying to explain the episode to Justin. I was I was explaining to a friend today. I was like, I did a really bad job. I did. I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't. I don't know how to explain. Like it was like everything made sense, and it was like so much nodding. It's like crazy. I just was like, I'm trying to explain. It's mm. so. I need to listen. Again. listen. I do. Yeah. All right, everyone. So if you haven't joined our secret Facebook group, join. Mm-hmm. Find us on Facebook. Um, just search Secret Almost 30 Podcast Group. Um, if Subscribe you, to the newsletter. We have a newsletter yeah. that comes out every week with um, promo codes, what's happening, our events. Make sure you're subscribed so you can stay in the loop there. Follow us on Instagram at Almost30Podcast. We do a bunch of fun stories. Um, our Instagram's really fun. It's just like memes and us being fun. 
basically. Yeah. Chloe. And if you want to connect with John, uh, his website is John Wineland, W-I-N-E-L-A-N-D uh, dot com. Um, he, you know, holds workshops and events and seminars and all of that. So check that out. Enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We jump right in. We kind of go, we kind of go with the flow mm-hmm. of the conversation. So many of our listeners and us personally, you know, are approaching 30 or in our 30s, which I think is a time when, you know, we're spiritually maturing, sexually kind of in touch with, you know, what we want, but we're not quite sure how to express it. Mm. We're dealing with men who are not in the place of being evolved um, in that way. And it's how do, yeah, how yeah. do we like navigate that terrain? Because mm-hmm. we see so much in them and, and how right. do we kind of break that, that barrier in those mm-hmm. like different areas, whether sure. it's sex or intimacy or communication. Sure. sure. So yeah, I'm excited so, to jump in. So I love that topic because I, I work with a lot of men. Mm. Are you, are we, now, cause I don't know, cause you know, I'm a generation above you guys. Mm. So I'm just curious, is it the same? It feels the same for you. Because women in their late 30s and 40s are saying, I can't, you know, I can't feel him. I can't connect to him. Mm. I don't know how. He doesn't know how to hold my feelings. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I think, see, I think it's interesting. I feel like... I feel like men of our generation. We're on, by the way. Sorry, we're just like talking. So oh, okay. it's, it's on. Oh, great. Yeah. It's on, but we just kind of like no, jump. No. Yeah, we've already introduced you. <laughs> um, I feel like men of our generation are, I, I would be interested of what you guys think, are more in touch than I feel like my father's generation mm. and the generation above me. I feel like that generation was even almost more emotionally stuffed mm-hmm. than our generation was. I don't know if it's like what it is, but I do feel like there is an ability to kind of communicate or it's seen as cool or progressive to be a good communicator or to be more open. So I feel like that's more um, in my personal experience, but I don't know. What do you think? Well, do you like that? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I feel lucky. Like I feel lucky that- That they're able to share. Yeah, that they're able to share. Like I think about my dad, who's an angel, you know, he's so sweet, but he never, you know, he's so sweet and he shows me he loves me, but he's Mm -hmm. never said, I love you. Mm. You know, just because it's almost like- Yeah, it's very interesting. Or they just show it, and do you need money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're doing great, right. yeah. You know, but you know, emotionally stunted. It's never like, hey, how are you doing? How was mm-hmm. your day? Yeah, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, well, well, men have not been taught to lean into that, mm-hmm. right? At least, you know, especially older men have not been taught to lean into that. Mm-hmm. In fact, most guys kind of avoid that like the plague. Like, how are you doing? Especially if it's a difficult. Mm-hmm time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you're in an emotion that they don't want to deal with, right? So, Mm -hmm. so training men's nervous systems to be able to lean in is a big piece of the work that I do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I posted about this the other day, because I think one of my pet peeves is that men's work has been very good at teaching men how to express how they feel, but it doesn't necessarily teach them how to hold the emotions of others, so there's been this kind of, especially women, right? So there's been this kind of belief that, you know, the last 40 years guys have been, you know, getting in touch with their feelings and going out and doing drum circles. And I love that, you know, I'm, I'm part of that, but it doesn't, it's not, that's not necessarily the masculine in terms of being able to hold something, mm. right? If you're, if you're expressing something, it's not necessarily the same thing as being able to hold something. And so I see a lot of guys who are younger come into the work that I do and they're super aware 
super able to communicate, but they're not able to hold. And that's a different mm-hmm. training. So this is, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but being able to hold your emotion or hold space for you is just a different skill set than being able to express my emotions. And, um, you know, there's implications sexually, there's all kinds of stuff that comes from that. But that's, I think, as as guys are starting to define masculinity, like what is masculinity? I think it's clear that we differentiate those things, right? So that guys can know like, okay, great. Me expressing my emotion, that's that's one piece of it. But training my nervous system to hold her emotions, mm. that's a whole other musculature, mm-hmm. you know? How do you connect that emotional with the physical? Like when you say it's a nervous system training, like mm-hmm. how is, cause that's interesting. I've actually never heard that. Like, how would you connect those? You mm. know, how do you connect those? Well, I think I, I, think I get what you're asking, but yeah. um you know, direct me if, if I'm yeah. not answering it the way you want. But I think that for, for so, you know, I, I come from this framework of looking at the masculine and the feminine and everything, right? Like mm-hmm. we all have a masculine, we all have a feminine. It, that gender is not really that important, mm-hmm. especially my daughter's 20. So especially for, you know, that generation, mm-hmm. they're so fluid, you know, they're so fluid. But we all have a masculine, we all have a feminine. And the masculine in all of us is the thing that never changes, Right. There's a, there's a part of you that's you now. It was you when you were five. It's you when you die. Right. And that, that witness, you know, if you're an Eckhart Tolle fan, like the witness, that's our masculine. But everything that's changing, right? All of our emotions, the world, the feelings going through our body, all that is the feminine. And so the more somebody's identified, with everything that's changing or the flow, the more that they're feminine in nature and the more someone's like wanting more stillness and peace and nothingness, the more they're masculine. And so training our own nervous systems, like the way that I work with men is I try to teach them to train, to work with their own nervous systems so that they can hold their own feminine, right? Their own emotions, their own thoughts. And then once they get good at that, then they can move on to holding a room or holding a lover or holding. So there's a yoga to it, right? There's breath, there's a structure, there's a certain, like if I'm collapsed, like my capacity to hold your emotion is definitely impacted. But if the front of my body's open and soft and my spine is strong and I'm breathing and then you feel safe to bring me whatever's going on in your world. It, does, it could be a child, right? It could be, you know, woman, any, anybody, be another man, anybody who's emoting. So physically, you know, there's a, there's a posture, I guess I would say, to masculine practice. There's a presence, you know, presence is a new commodity and teaching men to be present is part of the, I think that's what you're asking, part of, you know, like that's the physicality of being able to. And then if I'm present and my body's open and relaxed and then I'm emoting, right? It's, it's, it creates, it's probably attractive, right? Or at least it's inviting versus if I'm, my body's collapsed and I've collapsed and I'm emoting, then there's no, nothing for my partner to connect to. So, yeah, so the physicality of it is really about holding structure, I guess, would be the way that I would put it. And that's yogic and it's, you know, meditative and there's a nervous system training to that because a lot of guys just don't have that capacity. It's interesting to think about like kind of the other way around. Like, so when would or when have you seen, you know, 
the woman having to tap into her masculine and be still and present mm-hmm. and grounded. Right. You know, how does that, how do you incorporate that into like this exploration of like yeah. balancing and having both energies inside of you? I yeah. think if you tell a man like, well, that's your feminine energy, he's like, what? Yeah, you know, right, right. so yeah, right. how do you navigate that? But you can feel it though, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you, know, you, you know, you can, you can be like, well, this is attractive and I want to lean into this and this totally. is not attractive. And I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, and that's a great question because I work with a lot of women and I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I have a women's group that I'm running and this is a big piece. Like what's mm. my sacred masculine? You know, what's my healthy masculine? And for mothers specifically, you know, there's nothing more feminine, at least in the way that I'm describing it as children. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mm. all emotion, all expression, mm. like especially under 10, you know, and in their toxic masculine, their response is kind of stop it or my way or the highway or do what I say, right? That's kind of the toxic masculine that we've learned, which is, um, you know, which has been kind of cultural for a while, right? A healthy masculine creates a container, creates a structure to hold the emotions of a child or whatever, or your man, Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if he's like in a deep depression or in a funk or just highly emotional, your capacity to hold a container for him is actually really, it's your masculine giving his feminine space to feel. And then, but in a sacred masculine, as I would call it, it's about liberating his heart or their heart. So for children, what I work with mothers a lot on is, is how do you like, how would you like a masculine presence to treat you when you're highly emotive, like almost uncontrolled, like a kid's tantrum, right? Mm-hmm. Would you tell them to shut up? Would you, you know, sit there and hold space for them and let them, you know, just emote? Or would you like do something that liberates their heart? And so it could be something like, you know, picking them up and tickling them. It could be like, you know, like playing with them and, and so what a place where a lot of women are using this technology, I guess you'd call it, is how to be a masculine presence for the child, right? How to, how to liberate love, right? That's the masculine gift is to liberate mm. something that's... Because they feel like they have to be the one that tells them what to do and set that standard so yeah. that it's more like grounded and present rather than do this, do that. Okay. Well, it's also more like making it okay. I mean, the feminine in all of us wants to express. Right. My fem- I have a very strong feminine. Like I want to mm-hmm. be able to express without being wrong. Mm-hmm. So a child, if you think about yeah. a child, a child wants to be able to express and is if, if there's pain, right, if I'm uh, making that pain, if I'm loving that pain, right? There's one thing to hold space for it. There's another thing to make it wrong, but the highest act would be to love it, right? Play with it, you know, like I say, like, you know, throw them over your shoulder and play with them and, until they giggle. And then you've liberated them from whatever pain that they're in. So it's like um, my teacher, one of my, one of my teachers gives this example of if, um, if your partner's complaining, if you're a man and your partner's complaining to you, like you could get defensive, right? Which is what most guys do. Mm-hmm. Or you could spin her around and pull her towards you and tell her it's sexy when she complains, right? And one is going to evoke 
mm-hmm. a response that's kind of like a liberation and one is going to evoke something else. So, so training guys. That's to- how I like to be. Like when I'm doing something, I like when Justin, like Justin's my boyfriend, like kind of makes fun of me or like mm-hmm. just like makes it a joke. Yeah. You know, cause I, whatever I'm saying or complaining about is nothing, you know, right. if it was something serious, it would be taken seriously and I would make sure of that. But right, right. Um, I like that response. Like I normally, if I say something that it's kind of like, you know, I like when, when someone makes fun of me or just like makes light of the situation because it brings right. me back to presence of like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. Right. And, right. and then it just lets it go. You know, you let it go. You're like, okay. But right. if they say something negative back, then you're kind of in that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they get defensive, mm-hmm. right. Which is, you know, kind of the standard guy thing, which is, but I do all this. Mm-hmm. Right? Look at all the stuff I do do. And you're complaining about the one thing I don't. And so that's how guys typically experience it which doesn't create connections. So, you know, training their nervous systems to be open to new possibilities to make play, Mm -hmm. you know, from it or to, usually the body has something to do with it, right? Whenever anybody's in a bad mood, I mean, the general feminine bad mood is there's not enough love. Mm -hmm. The general masculine bad mood is I'm burdened. Mm. Yeah, like she yeah. wants too much. She's nagging. Yeah. I've got, there's too much. I've, you yeah. know, don't, you know, stop it. I've got too much shit to do, you know. Um, so, so liberating somebody from a closed heart is a, um, is a beautiful gift. It's not just a masculine one, but that's kind of the, if you're going to think about the sacred masculine, it's, that's how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, what do you tell relationships like that? So, you know, they come in and the man feels, you know, as if she's asking too much, she's nagging, I do so much, I provide for the family, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, and Z. And then she feels like she's not seen or she's not receiving enough love. Like, what are some things that you suggest to people like that? Yeah, that's kind of the common, that's kind of the yeah, common that's thing. I, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the big one. Um, I felt like that was like my family. Yeah, <laughs> my no, I mean, yeah. look, 100%. first of all, I relate to him because I've been mm-hmm. there, right? Um, and I think both... You know, what the masculine wants is to be appreciated, right? And be appreciated and trusted. Like, I trust you, I'll follow you anywhere is like catnip for any masculine being, any man. And um, what the feminine wants is to be seen, right? Like, you're so beautiful, right? And what, even if you're crying and raging at me, it's beautiful, right? And so training men to feel beyond the complaint into what's really going on in her heart is I think the, the the key to shifting that. Like, so it's not just a complaint, like there's a desire in her heart. Her heart wants more love or her heart wants to be seen or her heart wants to be felt. And so you could, you could hang out here on the surface of the complaint and like try to deal with the content or you could, you know, dive into, you know, what's really going on, which is that she's probably, not always, but 90% of the time just not feeling loved or seen or felt and, and go for that, you know, develop the skill set to, you know, play with that, open that. You have to be Fuck really that. committed. I, mean, you know, yeah. you, there's a, I think there's a willingness from yeah. both, both parties. Yeah. It's like, I, I think half the battle is like getting there to mm-hmm. want to, mm-hmm. you know, communicate in that way. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I'm just speaking from my own experience, mm-hmm. like with our like parents' generation, it's mm-hmm. usually like, one of them wants to work on it. And then the other's like, well, you just need to fix what you're doing and then everything will be fine. Right, right. 
how do you like deal with that ego? Can you help is our parents' ego? marriages? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's actually uh, what this is about. Yeah, yeah well, So I'm, I'm curious if that's still, if that happens with you guys. Like, yeah. is that happening? Uh, where what you're is, like, what was the thing? Are both people willing oh, like, to work on it? you need to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't experienced that in a while. I haven't I been in a relationship in a while. I used but, to do that in a relationship. Yeah. Before like if he that just, was like, if he just yes. did X, then yeah, it'd be enough love. Yep. It would be like you, it would always be like me. It, it was kind of fucked up. Yeah. It's like my power play. I would just like power play it. And like, no matter what, I was always right. And no matter what, I would always be, I was like, we're great communicators because he would always just concede to whatever I would say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like pretty good with my words and situations like that. So I was just like manipulative enough to like make him always feel wrong, you know, about yeah. stuff, which is like kind of sad. But yeah, I was just always like, you need to fix whatever. Well, but then after a while, you won't respect him. A hundred percent. That's yeah, why we're yeah. not together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. which is, you know, the poor thing. It's like. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the, the feminine, again, the feminine in all of us is not gender-based, but the feminine in all of us wants the tussle. Mm. The masculine wants everything to come to a nice, tidy end. Why, why is that? It's just the nature of, it's crazy. you know, because, well- I mean, I don't want to get too esoteric on your audience here, but you know, okay, the, okay so <laughs> the masculine in me, I would rather be out on a beach by myself or up in the mountains by myself or, um, you know, meditating or just kind of feeling the, the void, mm-hmm. right? Most men settle for the void of television or beer or something else that's kind of this faux nothingness. So the masculine in all of us wants, and masculine in you guys probably wants nothingness. They're free. Like I'll, the masculine myth is I'll be free when, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be free when I make enough money. I'll be free when she stops oh, complaining. That's such a good one. I'll yeah, be free. Yeah, I'll be free when. Yeah. The feminine myth mm. is there'll be enough love when. Mm. There'll be enough love when, you know, he or she appreciates me. There'll be enough love when I find the right one. Mm. There'll be enough love when I change this, uh, you know. Mm. And all, both of these things are myths because there's never enough freedom for the masculine in us. And there's never enough love for the feminine in us. I mean, I'm sure you've had the experience of having a blissful moment or like a totally, you felt totally loved and seen. But, you know, the next day you're like, okay. Where's more, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's how men feel about freedom. They'll get a big goal, right? Or they'll have a certain level of some success. They'll write their book, they'll do whatever, and they'll celebrate it for five or 10 minutes. And then they'll be like, okay, what's next? So, you know, masculine's always looking for freedom and completion in the masculine nervous system is kind of a sense of freedom. Like we, we've resolved that, haven't we? Now I'm, we've resolved that argument, yeah? Mm. Um, so now mm. I'm free, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the feminine in all of us wants to tussle. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 like a like little more, more love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little There's more love. Like, yeah. Even if the tussle is a fight sometimes, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, so I, the, the, the key, I think, to good relationship is, is celebrating those differences versus trying to make us more like the other. You know, if I know, you know, so... You know, my girlfriend's a you know very successful, powerful woman, and um, but she wants to tussle. And the moment I make that tussle right, like I'm like, you're adorable when you complain to me like that, or or you know what I mean, or something, you know. And she's, I make that, and I start tussling with her. She's happy, 
because we're tussling, right? And the moment that she blesses my, you know, surf trip by myself, you know, I feel happy because, you know what I mean? She's celebrating the fact that I, I need time on my own. So if we can celebrate those differences versus make them wrong or try to change them, which I think is what a lot of people do, then, then we're just in a much better space. Why do, why do we deem them wrong? Because it's not us? Yeah, because it's not us. You know, Alison Armstrong talks about, you know, women thinking that men are hairy women, right? I mean, it's kind of a crude example, but, <laughs> but she's, you know, she's got a point. And men yeah. actually think that, you know, women are, you know, smooth, soft men, mm-hmm. right? And it's not. Like, why can't she be more responsible? Why can't she honor her word? Mm-hmm. Why does she change her mind? Like, if she's feminine in nature, you know, just like when I'm in my feminine or anybody's in their feminine, then we're with the flow. Like what's true this moment might not be true this moment. And if I'm thinking from my masculine, I'm like, but you said X, Y, and Z. Can't change your mind now, right? So guys are constantly trying to make their women more, have more integrity, be more in their word, um, be more responsible. And it's kind of a way of masculinizing them versus celebrating the fact that that's not their nature. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So are people, when they're born, are they born, is it like genetic to be in a certain amount of mass? I know this is like making it, but is it when you're born, are you born a certain amount of ma- masculine or feminine or is it like nature or nurture? And and does it change as you get older? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a hormonal piece, mm. right? There's testosterone versus estrogen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and when when men, <clears throat> actually Luke taught me this, he got it from John Gray, but it's really true. When men get angry, their body produces estrogen. So they're literally, as they're getting more and more That's fired so up, they're literally, right, right, yeah. the, you know, they're literally getting wow. more feminized by their hormones. It's not testosterone? No. Wow. Estrogen. Yeah. We think it's testosterone, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. You know, the, I think, I mean, it's, it's hard to measure, but the statistics I've heard are 90% of men, give or take, are born with a masculine essence, meaning sexually, relationally, they'd like to lead Mm. and they'd like to, you know, they, they want to, I guess a good way to, the way that I always kind of get people to feel this is like, would you rather, you know, penetrate her with, you know, penetrate her open heart and body with presence and consciousness? Or would you rather her penetrate you and lead you somewhere relationally or sexually? Most guys are like, no, 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 I want to be, right? And most women, most, not all, are, no, no, I want to, like, I want to surrender to somebody I trust, right? Does that Mm -hmm. feel true to you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how you can tell whether your essence, at least sexually or relationally, is masculine or feminine. And you know, most women now are much better at the cultural masculine than men. I mean, women under 30 are making more money than men under 30. This is going to change. I mean, this is changing. You know, you guys don't need us for, you don't need us to have children anymore. You don't, re, you don't need us to make money. You don't need us mm. to protect you, right? All the things a hundred years ago you needed a man for, you don't. So, but there is some place in your heart that you can't lead yourself. And that's, masculine value. Like there is something Mm. that you can't give to yourself that is the gift of a man to a woman or a masculine partner to a feminine partner. And um, I think guys are coming and coming to grips with that. Like it's not enough for me to just make money and be a good dad. 
she's still mm-hmm. not happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why? You know, the myth of the good husband. And it's because women intuit that they don't really need men the way they used to. And, and they intuit that there's some place that they want to be led. Mm. Um, I took a sidetrack there, but I, mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, that's a big piece of what I see in relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. I wanted to ask because a lot of our listeners lately have been asking us, um, a lot of them are like stepping out of long-term relationships, ironically, Mm -hmm. just like a a ton of them. Mm -hmm. And they're like jumping out onto the dating scene now. And, you know, I'm navigating this and I'm coming from a long-term relationship where, you know, we had done so much work and we're, you know, totally comfortable with each other and expressing this and opening Mm. our hearts and all of that. Mm. So when you step into kind of this new territory of getting to know someone in the beginning, mm. like how soon do you open your heart? Like, and, and once you feel like kind of the energy of them being like, Ooh, mm. like what's, what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. the typical, like, this is too much too soon mm-hmm. or, whoa, I don't know what this is. You know, it's like all this gray area that we have to navigate even at, at this age still, like I right. definitely did in my early twenties, but even now in my thirties, I'm right. like, what is, like, what in is your this? Early twenties too. It's like you, you were drunk and you'd be like, <laughs> totally. you know, you'd always like tell, you'd be yeah. like, wait till you're drunk. And then you're like, I love you. And yeah. you're like, I love you. And you're like, do you remember what you said last night? And then you're like, I and he's love like, you. You want to fuck? And you're like, okay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally you like, were like, get drunk, say I love you and have sex for the first time. Like what? <laughs> but now I think as you're older, it's kind of like, you're like, more aware. You're like, 100%. I think we might be sober when we like say, I love you. Totally. Right. right. Totally. Yeah. Good question. So you're, you're, you're curious as to how and when you should open your heart. If yeah. You know I mean, to. I know there's or not about a the formula. Too. It's yeah. just like when you meet that superficial resistance, cause right. like, I think they probably want to feel that yeah. eventually, but they're yeah. like, Oh, it's too soon. Like if I tell my guys, like I'm already like opening up mm-hmm. about, sorry, I'm it's not <laughs> a good impression of a guy. That's her guy's name. That's you, man's yeah. Yeah, okay. We love men, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, we do. But but I really want to know, like, is it too much too soon? And you know, am I am I can I do a better job at doing a little bit of the dance that would mm, right. kind of attract them in in a healthy way? I'm not saying like play the, a game. It's just more like how do I dance better? Right. And mm. how can I be authentic good doing one. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I think a good way to do it is to just, um, so if we get really good at paying attention to each other, right, we can notice if something is opening or closing the other. Right. So mm-hmm. not necessarily with saying, I love you, but just with energy, right? I love you or an open heart, it's just a kind of energy. Well, again, the masculine is not at home in energy. The masculine wants, wants, mm-hmm. or his natural, it's not that he wants, but his natural inclination is less. And y'all are a lot of something, right? The masculine wants nothing in his heart. Um, and I'm assuming that these are kind of, these guys are kind of masculine guys. So modulating, right? So uh, the perfect example is, let's say you're really excited to see him. You're on a date, the second, third date, and you're really excited to see him. Well, giggling or giving a little smile and then noticing like, wow, does that, does he contract or does he smile back and take a deep breath? Like literally like watch his body. Did, Did me giggling and smiling at him or running into his arms open him or did it close him? And if it opened him, that means he's ready for more. And um, 
And if it closed him, that means, okay, well, maybe he's just not quite ready for how much love I have, right? Because, you know, at, at, at essence, the feminine is love. At essence, the masculine is consciousness. And again, this is for all of us, right? So if we want to give love, like we naturally want to give love if we're in our feminine, but if that, the other is not quite ready for whatever reason, had a hard day or a little nervous about commitment or all of those things, you check it out. Like try, try something, like try even broaching it. Like, like even, you know, talking about how you feel when you're around him and see, does he tighten? Does his breath get shorter? Do his, you know, do his shoulders, does he, you does know, he get turn a boner? away? Does he get a boner? <laughs> That's a good way to see if you That's a good way to That's see. That's sure the, the easiest, I mean, I guess if you could check for that in the <laughs> no, restaurant, no. but let me see, like, I'm really digging you right now. And then you check and see <laughs> if he got hard. No, but really. that's one approach. Yeah. But you could probably, you could probably see if he, if he takes a breath. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, he's like, oh, well, I, yeah. Well, I think, well, so you hold your breath when you're kind of. Yeah. When you so tense. Mm. Yeah. When you tense. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's kind what of like. If, what yeah. if they're, what, what about like joking and deflecting and kind of coming at you at like a, with like a yeah. Rugrats flirting where they're like Damn. making fun of you. Right. <laughs> Sorry, am I well, speaking for some myself? Some of that. Rugrats flirting. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, you know, again, it's, I'd have to see the dude. It's kind of like when I, they make fun of you. They're like most flirting of, like mo- that. Well, see, most of the time, if you do something like that mm-hmm. and he, you know, calls you a dork or flir- mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. the Rugrats flirting mm-hmm. is, <laughs> I'd take that as a sign of of opening, yeah. right? He's not, he's playing. Now he's mm-hmm. tussling with you. That's how it's like tussling. Right. Yeah, yeah tussling. he's tussling. Man. Now he's tussling. I'm going to use that word yeah. so much. That. This so, is yeah. tussling, yeah. That actually comes from from my teacher. But but tussling that. is such a great way to describe it because yeah. that's what, you know, that's what love is. It's a tussle. Right? At least when it's sexy, it's mm-hmm. a tussle, mm. right? And so, you know, you could think of this if you're in a relationship, for those of your listeners who are, if he's working, like let's say he's writing, he's on his computer, he's mm-hmm. doing some work, right? <laughs> and he's single-mindedly focused and you come in and you're just like, honey, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, shit, like, you know. <laughs> Literally, um, like, bitch is bad. <laughs> yeah, oh. You might just, you know, you might modulate it. And so you come in, you know, with a cup of tea and you bring mm-hmm. a cup of tea and set it down to him and see if, if, it, if he relaxes. Mm-hmm. And if he relaxes, mm-hmm. then maybe you can kiss him on the back of the neck and then mm-hmm. see what happens. Then he tenses and you're like, okay, that's about all he can handle right now. Mm-hmm. But it requires us to be generous and not have them, you know, respond on demand, right? It requires like, so the great feminine gift to the masculine because we, we kind of, you know, life is to the masculine and all of us, the life is a fucking burden. Like there's just so much to do and I've just got to like do this and do that and do this and do that. So your gift to us is your energy, like the flow of energy through your body, whether it's sexy energy or playful energy or sunlight energy or whatever it is that's coming through you, that's a gift. And if you're thinking like, okay, how am I going to gift this hardworking, assuming he's a good guy, right? How am I going to gift this hardworking, good man with energy that he can metabolize? Like you wouldn't, you know, when you're feeding him grapes, you feed him one or two grapes at a time and let him savor the grape. You don't like shove a whole bunch of grapes down his throat and, and, and then go, and then go, fucking asshole, how do you take my grapes? Right? You, you, you kind of you know, you tease him and you give mm. him a little bit and you see yeah. if he's like, if he opens his mouth wider, maybe he wants three grapes, mm-hmm. you know? And having that, 
I think for women, especially having that sense of generosity, like, okay, I'm going to, assuming I'm with a good guy, I'm going to, you know, just trust that he's going to open slowly, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's going to open slowly. And I think a lot of women um, that I work with um, don't, they'll just blast, especially if they're doing work, like if they're doing work to open their bodies and they're getting in touch with their, you know, yearning hearts and they're like, they're in it and they feel it. And they're like, okay, I'm going to bring this home and just blast this dude. And his (laughs) nervous system shuts down. Yeah, Like, unless he's trained to circulate energy, sexual energy, unless he's trained to circulate energy, it's like a, it's like an electrical system where the circuit breaker will go off. So you'll blow his circuits. So I think, you know, to get to your question, when you come in too fast and he pulls away, it might not be that he's not interested. It might just be that you blew his circuits, mm. right? And then you think, oh shit, he's not interested. And so and then you withhold your heart and then he feels kind of weird, mm. right? And so, you know, oftentimes if men are asking you out on more than one date, you know, they're interested, Right. And, and it's just a matter of they're intuiting, you know, the masculine is always, you know, surveying resources, like how much energy am I going to need to hold this woman? And if at some point something feels like, oh shit, this is going to be a little too much energy, um, then they'll shut down. And then they'll say you're crazy. (laughs) Something like that. Or they'll say you're too much. much. And it's just, it's, it's a combination. It's, it's literally instinctual. They'll be like, I can't kill the tiger if I've got to deal with this. Mm. If I've got to deal with this, right. I can't, I can't like, like I, I, one of my clients is an actor and you know, he's pretty well known and he's on set a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. And so his girlfriend's like all over him on set. And he's like, I can't, I can't like manage that and kill the tiger. You know, so, so they broke up and it was mainly because she just didn't feel into him and feel how much of her energy, whether it's, I mean, text is a great way to share energy. She couldn't feel it. So she just gave him too much, but he was into her and he just, at some point, you know, if a guy is on purpose, which, you know, I'm sure you're probably wanting guys who are on purpose. If they're on purpose, then they're not thinking about relationship. Most of the time they need to be kind of like mm. drawn into it, mm. you know, like- What do you mean by that? Yeah, what's on purpose? Doing something in the world that they're fully committed oh, to. okay. Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to like change their direction. Yeah, the masculine yeah, is single-mindedly focused. Like this that. is, like I had to kill the tiger, otherwise my family, and this, you know, yeah. for, for 70,000 years, yeah. that's the way that the masculine brain was trained. Like if I don't kill the tiger, then there's not yeah. going to be any food. So the equivalent of killing the tiger is I've got to, you know, make my money or I've got to, um, you know, write my book or I've got to, you know, do this. I've got to nail this part, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is. I mean, you guys kind of yeah. know what I mean. Like yeah, you see exactly. guys like that, you see guys like that, right? Well, women are much better at multitasking. They can mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to kill the tiger and I want love, mm-hmm. right? So the modern woman has a multitasking capacity that the modern man does not have. I mean, even though he's a little more evolved, I mean, but he's got 40 years of working on yeah. this. The feminine has, you know, 60, 70,000. Yeah. So, so they're not evolved enough yet to kind of multitask that way, to be agile enough to go from, okay, I'm writing my book and then did you, right? And then, okay, baby, I'm, I'm writing my book again, right? They, they yeah. just aren't agile enough to do that. So. I've always said that, guys. It's like, as soon as they're ready, they're ready. They're like, okay, changing directions. I want to get married. <laughs> Yeah. And then they like get married two years later. It's like very crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they, 
I've always felt that with friends. I'm like, wait till his friends get married. And then his old friends get married. He's like, oh yeah, everyone's getting married. We should I'm get married. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I'm yeah, in. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if guys think, I mean, there's a stage that I think is important. And this is again, I credit Alison Armstrong. If I don't know if you guys know her, but she's, mm. she's groovy. If men are in a stage that she calls young prince, mm-hmm. right? And in young prince or mid prince, there's young prince, mid prince, you know, elder prince, something like that. Do they become king? Eventually, but mm. that's, so a king knows what he wants. Mm. A king is totally clear, like he's made his money, he has his kingdom and he's just kind of, this is, I'm clear what I want. Uh, most guys in their 30s are young prince, meaning they're, they're focused as hell on building their kingdom. And m- most women that they're with see that as a lack of love and then complain about it, which then makes the young prince go, fuck, if, I, you know, if I've got to be with her and she's complaining and I'm doing my best, I look, can't she see what I'm doing? They'll be, wow, okay, like I can't, I, let me find a woman who's, you know, the, the problem, lots of guys have, the next one will be different. Um, but if a man's in this young prince stage, he doesn't, he's not into relationships secondary to him. Building his kingdom is first and foremost. And um, whereas for most modern women, they're, they're interested in both. I mean, if they're healthy, they're like, okay, I want love and I want to build my kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and men have not caught up with that. Mm. Does that jive with what you guys oh, see? Yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. How much do you, like in that process of, you know, getting to know someone, kind of surrender your, I don't know if beliefs is the right word, not beliefs, like your... Um, non-negotiables almost, what you think are your Mm non-negotiables. Totally. Mm -hmm. How much do you compromise? Thank you. How much do you compromise? Like, um, and if you have some emotional baggage you're bringing in, whether you were in a relationship before Mm -hmm. or you had this traumatic experience Mm -hmm. or you've been single your whole life, like, Mm -hmm. or you like having sex with goats. (laughs) Like, when do you tell them? <laughs> I'd hold that one. Okay, okay, okay. I'd wait until the, you know, I'd wait until after the honeymoon for that one. <laughs> This is my pet goat. Till like, I'm like, hey, didn't I tell you, you I love goats? We're yeah. going to that island that only has goats. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, cool. And yeah. then you get there. There's like a goat in underwear. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm sorry, what was your sorry. question? Yeah, okay, so I got all caught up on the goat thing. Compromising and surrendering. Like, yeah. what, what is that? Because I think that's like a problem with like ladies a lot of Sometimes they're dating and they're like, they're like, I'm too picky. So mm. it's like, how how much do they compromise what they believe they want or need mm. to like see if it'll evolve and grow? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Right. So I think to answer that question, we have to look at why we choose people. Mm. And what they've proven now is that we choose people because of our childhood programming. Mm. We just do. You know, we're fucked. Like, so yeah. we choose our dads or is it more we choose like- the, we, What we choose is we choose somebody who's going to give us a similar experience that we had when we were young. Could be mm-hmm. our mom, from our mom, could be from our dad. But think the thing that you never got when you were young. Mm-hmm. You're going to choose somebody who won't give you that. Got it. And then you get to play it out again. Mm. Um, or if they wouldn't naturally give you that, this is what I did with my wife, um, is I, you, we, will, we will literally cajole them into the space where they're doing the thing. Right, you know, we'll make them do the thing. And can you give an example of that, or can you expand upon the example? Yeah. Um, so, so you know, in my childhood, I, I was raised with a single mother, okay. right? Mm. So the experience of my youth was 
lack of availability. Like she's just not around because okay. she had to work. But I don't know that as a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old, right? She's just kind of withdrawn mm-hmm. and tired, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I marry, in my early 30s, I marry a woman who loves the shit out of me, right? And just wants to, right? And, and because I'm totally unconscious to this dynamic, I literally neglect her so much that she becomes unavailable, and ends up actually having an affair. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started to do the work on myself that I saw how I literally, I mean, she didn't want to do that. Like I'd literally like pushed her into that space and made her unavailable or made her withdrawn. So this is kind of what we do in relationship. So when we like fall in love, more often than not, what we're falling in love with is the imprint that our body recognizes as home. Right. So, so even our soulmates are actually like little demons in disguise. And, um, because we're, we're, we're going to, they either have that capacity or we're seeing, we already know our unconscious mind already knows how we're going to maneuver this. And they've been studying this for about 50 years. And so they've, they've gotten it pretty down. Imago therapy is kind of a great way, you know, for your listeners getting the love you want describes this really well. And, um, and so if we think about that, then, then sometimes who we choose for ourselves isn't the best person. So, you know, uh, my teacher used to say, if you're a woman, go to your girlfriends. Is this guy a good guy? Is this guy the right guy for me? And it might not be the guy that you would like fall head over heels for, but they can feel what you need probably more truly than you can, and they'll choose for you. Now, if you're still unconscious about this dynamic, you'll go ahead and make that guy do the thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with men. Like, you know, I brought, at the time, I brought my girlfriend to, I was in a men's group and I brought my girlfriend to, oh, this was six years ago. I brought my girlfriend and I asked all of them, like, okay, like, am I, am I choosing properly? And, and I had to wait for them to all give me the affirmative. I probably would have gone in all in anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think we do that anyway. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as we're conscious. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we're unconscious that we're kind of playing this dynamic out and then we get screwed. But when we're conscious, then we can like make art out of it. We can heal each other. We can like, we can actually heal the wound that we're bringing with us. So consciousness is the, is the first piece. So when you talk about surrendering your terms as a woman, I don't think any woman should stuff feelings so the whole, or man either, but, but it just depends on the moment. But if you want to be the feminine in a relationship, your commitment, if that's what you want, and you want him to be the masculine, is to be authentically emoting consistently. So let's say the great example of this is, let's say you're out to dinner and he like looks at a waitress's ass. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, I'm all, out. Yeah. Place is on fire. Yeah. So, so great. So that's great. <laughs> I'm peeling away. So, so you could, you could, um, or he maybe just glances at it or something and you could stuff it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, two hours later, just tear his head off. You could like hiss at him, mm-hmm. like right there in the moment, just hiss at him or smack him in the arm or, mm-hmm. or emote, like literally feel the feeling and do something right mm-hmm. away. So the primary emotion for the feminine is crucial. So if he's doing something like he's not present or he's not uh, attentive or something, you should definitely emote that. Um, The fewer words, the better. Mm. 
But if you don't emote that, then it then and you chew on it for more than 10 seconds, it then commingles with the all of the men who didn't do that or where your parents didn't do that. And now it becomes part of your childhood programming. And then when you bring it up, it's poisoned with all the stuff that's not him just having a momentary lapse of consciousness, you know? And so so the way that I always try to talk to women about this is if you are acting that way, like if you're in the primary emotion most of the time, which is, I'm making it sound easy. It's not, it's like, it's like spiritual fucking jujitsu to do this. Then if you are, and you're emoting with an open heart, whether it's rage or grief or whatever, and he's not, you don't call more presence out of him. And that happens for, let's say two, three, four, five, six months. Like he doesn't like, you're crying, you're, you're angry, you're like hurt and you let him see that. And he doesn't come to presence and hold you in a certain way. And that doesn't happen consistently. Then you're out. I think the terms thing is kind of a way to get out before you've actually tested whether he can do the thing that is most important, which is hold your heart. Right. And I would just be curious, like the thing that I find is that many women, men too, men, men too, but women seem to be a little more adept at this is their list is huge. Like we're best friends and we're this together and we're this together and we're this together. Well, probably on that list is one thing that's like 80 fucking percent of what really matters. Like he knows how to penetrate my heart and fuck me to God, Mm -hmm. right? Or he knows how to hold my emotion and like, and and make me feel beautiful Mm -hmm. when I'm crying. Mm -hmm. Or there's something that he has that's most important that hasn't, and if that's the case, if he's really masculine and you're really feminine, he's not gonna be your best friend. Because he wants nothingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we talk about yeah. Yeah, he's not going to want to be idea. your best friend. Mm-hmm. He's Because be best friends don't want to fuck each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, maybe 100%. occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, but, but in a marriage. Is that what you feel about best friends? Like when they're like, you're my best friend. Yeah, I, I can already, like they're dressing in the same, they have the same, we have a joke about this, like they show up in the same sweatsuits. <laughs> you know, you can see it at workshops, right? Oh, shit. Like, uh, that's them. Um, uh, like, yeah. That's them. And they're they don't, the and they're, they're, there's no fuck. 100%. I can say fuck, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. yeah. So there's no fuck in the relationship. Yeah. So for there to be fuck, one person has to release their masculine and animate their feminine. Mm. Most of the time that's the woman, but not always. It doesn't have to be always. It can go back and forth. And one person has to release their feminine and animate their masculine so that there's an arc of polarity, like, mm. like two poles on a magnet, right? Yeah. And that's when there's fuck. If there's not, you know, once you start to get to be the same and you rub against each other enough, there's no magnetism and there's no fuck. And that's because you're mainly the same. Mm. So celebrate the differences is kind of a a way of me saying like, you know, animate the thing that brings more fuck because that's kind of what we're all wanting. Mm -hmm. You know, the other, the other piece for women is I find that most of their emotions when they're, when they're letting them out happen with a closed heart. And so rage, for example, will, will happen like a woman will rage, right? Cause he's just, you know, it's gone too far and then she's exploding and it's again, her whole childhood Mm. and everything and her heart closes. And maybe when she hits a certain point, she'll cry. But, you know, I see this all the time in workshops. A woman who's raging with an open heart is sexy as fuck. Mm -hmm. Men are just dying. Like they're, you could see them. They're just drawn to it. What's that like? Like, what is that like? It's like, 
it's like dark. I mean, because the darker energies, mm-hmm. anger, rage, mm-hmm. all that stuff, that's, those are the same energies mm-hmm. that make sex hot. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you can emote those with an open heart, mm. it's sexy. I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm raging, but tears are streaming down my face and I'm like, and my heart's wide open and I'm showing you how, how yearning I am. And um, yeah, I know that's sexy mean. to yep. a man. Mm-hmm. And women are always surprised by That's like by when it. you get to the point where it's makeup sex. Because you've opened the heart, you know, you yeah. maybe get past it and then you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't need to get to that place where you're almost breaking up. Yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Or you're killing each other. You mm-hmm. can, you can be more in the moment and bring it more in the moment, but to train, you know, I talked about men's nervous systems, but for a woman to trust that in her own nervous system is a whole practice. What does it look like to emote without an open heart? So it's, it's more like less emotional. It's just, it's um, like- no, it can be totally emotional, okay. like totally raging, Okay, but just there's no love, mm. right? Like, so feel the difference between you mm-hmm. fucking asshole, I'm going to kill you mm-hmm. and, um, and I love you so much, yeah. you're a better man than this. Mm. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, you're a deeper man than this. It's, yeah. it's a, the intention is I love you, wake up mm. yeah. versus you're just like every other fucker I've mm. dated in the last yeah. three years. Totally. And, and one pulls a man in and the other makes him run for the hills because mm. yeah, he doesn't want to so be raged true. at. Totally. You know? So I don't know if I answered your yes. question, but yes, but, that's yeah. changed the game for you know my relationship. When my my parents growing up, it was always like my mom was just telling my dad like what she wasn't getting, or you mm-hmm. know it was always the lack conversation. It was right. never like the positive you know thinking. And I think it was you who like told me with Justin, it's like starting the conversation with like you know you're like I love you so much, like you right. mean everything to me, and then kind of going into like if there's a problem or if there's a conversation that needs to be had, but like setting the groundwork and like opening it up with like mm. something positive, like I love you so much, you're that person for me. Right. You are X, Y, and Z, but I'm feeling like this. Yeah. The conversation is a hundred or 360 degrees different. Yeah. It is so different when I like lay the groundwork and foundation of like, I still love you. And there is this, Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Cause I would just always before be like, da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 Or, I, I love that. And I also try to teach women to say, well, I know you love me mm-hmm. and I know That's you want one. the best for me. Mm-hmm. And I know and you don't like, mean, yeah. I know you don't you mean, so I know you don't mean hilarious. to hurt me. And when you do this, it really hurts. Mm-hmm. It breaks my heart. That's yeah. a whole different conversation whole where different you're not like, you're sort of letting him off the hook. I mean, unless he means to hurt totally. you, which most guys don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, most guys want to be, you know, we want to be your heroes, mm-hmm. right? Like I work with a lot of men and, you know, they, they, there's, nothing, they, there's nothing better than being a hero for a woman that you love. Mm-hmm. Like being, and it can be simple, like just knowing what she needs to eat that night. Right. Or, right. And so most women are super adept at at the complaint piece, but they're not adept at the praise and like, you know, worship piece. Mm -hmm. Like, like, wow, you really felt me. Like here's, you know, so men feel like, you know, they feel like they'll, when they do something wrong, they'll hear it for a long time. But when they do something right, there's just a little kind of response Mm -hmm. or a smile or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if you want the best out of your man, um, praise what you trust, you know, praise what's praise when he leads you well and praise and honor his deepest values. And if you do that, that's super 
and then gift him with energy that makes him feel alive. I mean, those three things will totally endear a man to you. Yeah, you said something in one um, one of your videos about men are like dogs, which <laughs> yeah. I've always said. I'm like, men are like dogs and women are like cats because men want to be trained. I've said that mm-hmm. forever. I'm mm-hmm. like, they feed off of good feedback. You know, mm-hmm. they want to know what they're doing is mm-hmm. good. Right. And if you are dating someone that's good and you give him feedback on something he's doing, he's going to continue to do it. Like you need yeah. to be open with him and tell him what you want yeah. and give them that opportunity to do that for you. Yeah. Like if we want to win, Mm -hmm. you know, like the masculine brain's always, am I winning? Am I losing Mm -hmm. at work, at home, in the world? Am I winning? Am I losing? The feminine heart is always, is there love? Is there not love? Mm -hmm. Is there going to be love? Is there not going to be love? And so, so, you know, when you like tell us that we won, Mm -hmm. it's a big thing. It's a big thing for us. And we, you know, we will, we will do more. And, and, you know, I, I got a lot of shit for that line, but, what? but oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. As some guys, you know, post on YouTube, like, <laughs> like John, I'm not a fucking dog. Yeah, I'm not a dog. You to be trained. I'm like, yeah, okay. Literally. Uh, okay, bro. Like, like, you know, like, <laughs> it was a metaphor. Like, I don't need to be trained. She's like, get off the computer. The screen name's like dog1414. Can we talk about just on the communication part too? It kind of leads me in just sex mm-hmm. and navigating. I mean, it's like a fucking, it's, it's like so simple, but so like puzzling. Like I'm always just surprised that however much experience I've had or not had. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm lot a, of experience. Mm, I'm always John. like. Not had. But true. Right, true. Right. right? right. I mean, I'm 30. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a little experience right. for sure. But like, it's just, it, Blows my mind every time. I'm like, wait, how did I not figure this out by now? Meaning, yeah, yeah get specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How soon mm-hmm. and what that does in a guy's brain. Good mm-hmm. one. Um, holding out mm-hmm. what that does in our brain, in their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then communicating when you're in it and you've been having sex. It's like mm-hmm. what you want and and how how to ask for what you want in a way that empowers them mm-hmm. and empowers you and makes you feel, you know, we don't have to come every time. Okay. Like right. we don't have to. You mean but, what you want sexually. Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's like, you know, how do you communicate that? Cause like for them or if, what I feel like is sometimes it's like, okay, the prize is that you finish and I finish and whatever. Right. So how does, how does it become a little bit more specific to each time you kind of come together in that way? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great, question. And the minute you tell him what you want, when you're having sex, you're leading him and he will feel emasculated, mm-hmm. even if he like does it. But if you tell him, Hey, touch me this way. And he does it again and again and again, you'll probably lose respect. Cause you'll feel like, Oh fuck. Like I, I tell him what to do and he does it mm-hmm. right. <laughs> versus, versus feeling what you need and giving it to you. So most women would prefer, and you guys tell me if I'm off with you, but most women would prefer that he feels what you need and takes mm-hmm. you there. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes. And and so the trick is, because again, the guys, you got to figure the guy's nervous system is denser, meaning guys still- Dumber. <laughs> I didn't use that term. Denser meaning like literally like- sure. So men had to learn to kill things and mm. not feel- Mm. So we had to learn to kill living things. And this has been going on up until the last hundred years, right? We had to kill things and not feel. And so 
our nervous systems and we had to learn to kill each other and we had to learn to hunt. We had to learn mm-hmm. to do things that were violent. And so part of our hearts had to shut down over the course of thousands, tens of thousands of years. So the masculine nervous system is denser. It's not just their body or their musculature, but their nervous system is denser. So you think you might be emoting, like, let's say he touches you someplace you love and you give a little, ah, you know, it's a three. You think it's a seven, but he's like, oh, that's a three. Was that good or was that not good? Right? So, so the trick is amp it up, yeah. right? Amp it up, it. right? So if he touches you, if he touches you somewhere that you really love, or in a way you really love, like give him a little extra. Yeah, not because yeah, not, it's not you know, faking it. It's not it's, faking it. It's, it's like you're amplifying it. Yeah, right. And putting as a you microphone am- to the vagina, mm-hmm. something like that. And <laughs> as you amplify it, you'll actually yeah. feel it more in your body. You're That's literally, the truth. You, you, that is you will the feel it more in your body. That's the truth. And then he'll feel you feeling it more in your body and he'll be like, okay, let me mark that one down. Right. And then that's a, you know, that move is good for her. And, uh, <laughs> Love. and, like, yes. um, and, and if he does something that you don't like, you know, kind of give a, uh, mm-hmm. right. And then he looks up and you smile at him. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, and he'll get like, no, that's not right. So when you, and that's different than saying, hey, lick me this way or touch me this way. You know what I mean? It, it, that kind of depolarizes the thing. Why do they ask that then? Tell me what you want. Because they've been, uh, because, oh yeah, that's a great question. Because they because want you to talk taught. dirty, right? Or yeah, sometimes, <laughs> that's, sometimes that's true, but that's a nice window into your life. So um, Literally. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes that's true. But like, tell me what you want. Yeah, well, so he might be. There's well, there's two. Uh, it depends on the context. Like mm. if he's if you guys are in the middle of sex and he's like, "Tell me what you want." Yeah, probably he mm-hmm. wants he wants you to talk dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's like before sex, he's he's literally seeking information because this whole two generations of men have been taught to respect and trust women and ask them what they want, and and there's a beauty in that. There really is, and. Um, there's also kind of a disempowerment in that. Because if you keep telling, if you have to tell him what you want over and over again, you will want to fuck him mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time. Is, yeah. that, is that true to you guys? Yeah. 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 I've just seen it so, so many times. But I didn't realize that. I was like, yeah. oh, I should tell him what I want. Yeah. Because so he's asking me. So I'm going to, so yeah. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take notes before I have sex next time. Tell him what, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? I'm yeah. like, yeah. what do I, want? Yeah. and I can't put it into words what I want. Yeah. So no, what I true. want is like in the it's moment. Not intangible. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, yeah. Be, you know? Yeah. Because know. if he's doing anything right, you're in your feminine. So you're yeah. in the flow of love and the flow of pleasure. Yeah, and you just want to, so you can, you can learn. And this is a big practice for modern women because many of them are working really hard. Many of them are like, you know, there's lawyers, there's more lawyers, there's more doctors, there's more like, and uh, the, the feminine body, because again, it was not trained for the last 60, 70,000 years to be in a fucking office or a courtroom. Mm-hmm. It was trained to be out in the field, feeling where the predators are, where the berries are, where the children are. And so it's only a little tick of the clock since 1970, right, that women's nervous system and bodies have had to be in those little fucking cubicles. Mm. And, and so your capacity to amplify pleasure through your body and run more pleasure through your body, whatever that does that for you, you know, and even women now, like, you know, CrossFit and tough mudding. I think I said this in the video, right? Oh, this, hard, this hardens your body, yeah. which is fine. Fine. It's fine. It's all good. If you're doing something to also open it and have pleasure. I can't imagine tough mudding is very pleasurable. At least it wasn't for me. And um, so if you want to train him sexually, you train him by amplifying pleasure 
and, you know, making sure he knows when it's not a yes. And, the, and you do it playfully. You do it artfully, right? And you do it playfully, you do it artfully. So, and then he'll get in his nervous system, like, I do this and I get like a, you know, shuddering whole body scream. And I do this and I get a, you know, eventually he's going to figure it out if he's, if he's conscious at all. Now, if you do that for a few times and he's not getting it at all, then you're probably getting really good information about how aware this dude is. Another way that I like to work with couples around this is say it afterwards. Like what I loved about that was dudes love that. Like what I loved about that was when you did this or when you put your hand on my throat or when you you threw me over your shoulder or when you, you know what I mean? When you looked at me that way and kind of growled, whatever it is. And if you say, I fucking love that. And this is what it did in my body, you know, alarm bells go off. Do you express what you didn't love or are you kind well, of... Well, yeah. you know, that's tricky. No, <laughs> that's I know. Tricky. No, I mean, I'm, I'm all for saying, yeah. you know, what you loved after, but I'm like, so during it, do you kind of just give those subtle cues? Yeah, if I was talking to a man, email I would him. say... If, yeah, you know, <laughs> like after, yeah. Send him a book. They're like in the kitchen. They're like, book. wait, what is this email? <laughs> um, you could ask him. You know what you could ask him? You could say, you know what I would love more of? Would you want to know what I'm up more of? Yeah. Right? But after you've like buttered him up with all the things that he did great, he's going to be much more apt to hear what you want more of. And, and if I was talking to a man, I'd say, run this practice after sex, especially if you're just starting to be together. Like, what did you love and what did you want more of? And then that way, after sex, you get information that you can bring to the next time, which is not as depolarizing as if it happens in the middle of it. You know? What about for when you should have sex? Hmm. So I have a I have a different philosophy on this. Um, I don't think you should let anybody inside of you unless he's Signed super present, feeling your heart, like breathing with you. Like unless he's like proven that he can be really feel you, you shouldn't let him in. I think that it's it's damaging to your nervous system. You know, women, yogically, women, if you believe in this stuff, women hold the imprint of a man for a long time, some say seven years, right? Um, and so I would want women to be much pickier about, now it doesn't mean you can't get hot and heavy and you can use the same rules we just talked about, making out, like, you know, really moan and, you know, but but... And then at some point you might say, you know what I would need to trust you more. Like I'd need you to look me in the eyes when we were, you know, when we were making out or I'd need you to move slower or I'd need you to breathe more. Or I would need you to, if you say to a man, especially, you know, a man that you've been dating for a while, do you know what, you know what I'd need to trust you more? And he says, no, I don't give a fuck. Well, that's pretty good information. Most guys will be like, hell yeah, I want to know. Like what? And that's a way to enter into that conversation about what you need in a way that, you know, doesn't put you in charge when you'd rather be surrendering. Now, if you want to be in charge and he wants to, you know what I mean? If that's the game you're playing that night, great, go for it. But um, more often than not, it doesn't create, it doesn't create heat. If you've done it immediately or you've done it too soon. Um, or well, if he's not holding space, he's not. Breath. If he's not, no, if, if, if a woman, so so so, I, I, it depends on why you're asking the question. If you're asking the question because you think there's a right or wrong answer, there's no absolute. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it could be on the first night, and the guys, you know, 
um, and you feel like this guy is totally reading my body and I'm willing to, we're all going to get our fucking hearts crushed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all going to, you know, die and somebody we love is going to die. And so if you're going to love and you want to love fully, um, you know, your heart is going to get crushed on the altar of love. So if you feel like the moment is right and you want to give love without the, is this something serious thing? And you can do that sincerely as a woman, then I say, go for it. If you really want a long-term relationship, then you can say to him, I mean, <laughs> Pat, have you guys ever read Pat Allen? No. Getting to I do. She's an old teacher of mine, but she wrote this book called Getting to I Do. Mm. And her thing was, do not fuck him until you get a ring. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you could go that way. If you Respect want. to Pat. You, yeah, you could go that way, and and that does that does work to some degree. But you could have trained him in the wrong way. I say, don't fuck him until you really feel that he's feeling you. Mm. And if he is really feeling you, and you can feel that, then then you can have the conversation. Like I I, I don't trust this is too soon, or I'm afraid. I I like the idea, um, and I don't have any hard and fast rules. Other than that, like make sure he feels you. But I'm afraid this is too soon. I'm afraid you're going to share your fears. Like I'm afraid you're going to leave me after this. I'm afraid mm-hmm. this is all you want. And 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 like show him your heart. And if he's a good man, it'll it'll draw him towards you. If he's an asshole, then he'll you know you'll feel that. Mm. You know, the more your body's open and awake and feeling, you can. You've got bullshit detectors. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sure. I think what I see sometimes in women is that they don't trust their own intuition. And, and I think if that's the, I, I think that would probably be the best answer. That's so true. Is like, if your intuition is, this is a good man and he might not, you know, he might not want a long-term relationship and I know that, but he, he's a good man and this feels great and I want to give love just for the sake of giving love, then do it. And, but if your intuition's like, he says he wants long-term relationship, but I can sense the bullshit in that. Mm. And your intuition is pinging you, then absolutely listen to it and let him go, you know, let somebody else, you know, I I kind of, I kind of have the philosophy for men and women, like let them appear, like do your work. Like if you're feminine and you want to attract a real masculine man, then do the work that opens your feminine and deepens your feminine work, do women's work, dance, whatever, like gets you in your feminine and men will find you, no problem. And if you're masculine and you want to attract a feminine, like work on integrity and work on depth and work on structure. And, and you know, you guys know, like those guys are kind of rare these days and you'll see them and you'll feel them. So I, I'm not a big swipe left, swipe right no, guy. About you know, you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, going? I'm like, I like let them appear, do your yeah. own work mm. and people will feel it. And you'll, you'll evoke. Yeah from the, you'll evoke from the world mm-hmm. what you want more than if you make a list, you know, um, the whole getting to the one thing, like more than that, if, you know, getting to the one, it's like writing a list, doing a to-do list, that's your masculine, mm. right? It, you know, that's like very directed and very, but opening your heart and opening your body and being in touch with the divine, whatever you want to call the divine and, you know, feeling the flow of love through your body, men will find you men will find you for sure because that's a that's a rare woman and you'll evoke a better you'll evoke a deeper man right mm-hmm. from that 
Yeah, yeah there's nothing more attractive to men when you're just doing you. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing you, you man. doing you. Yeah, you doing you, like, and you are love, yeah. right? For the most part, or you are play, or you are mm-hmm. this. Yeah, men just, uh, just like, eat that up. Mm-hmm. Literally. Can I say one more thing about oh the, God, about the yes. Tinder? So, what I do with the women I work with is I say, think of something you want to practice. Like I want to practice. I, I never let him lead. So I'm going to practice. I'm going to go out on a Tinder date. And rather than think like, could this guy be the one? Will we have sex? And all that kind of shit. Just be a no to all of that. And just be a yes to, I'm going to practice letting this man lead and see what it does. Or I'm going to practice being really emotionally authentic in the moment and see what that does. Mm -hmm. And so I, I say, if you're going to date like that, use it as practice to be more you and develop the things that you want to develop as a woman or a man and and then don't trip you know and then know that if you're developing that capacity the world will feel it mm. and come knocking on your door yeah you know rather than and that takes the one. pressure off and it's a kind of a nice easy clean thing to do so i i say if you're going to do those kind of dates make them practice dates mm-hmm. and then you'll learn like oh shit like if i like stop and let him open the door that opened him or if I, if I let him order, that that made him feel good. Or if I complimented him on the restaurant or whatever, that made him feel good. You know, men are men are like dogs. You know, they, 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 they fucking they <laughs> love that stuff. They do, right? And then you have that awareness for when you're with a man that you really want to impress, and you've got mm. that in your nervous system and in your body. That's a good one. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like we have a lot of, especially in the Facebook group. A lot of the girls are like, oh, I'm on this dating app, and they tell us crazy stories. And we're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? And it's to take the pressure off mm-hmm. and have it not be something where it's like your final destination mm-hmm. is the dating apps, right. and you gotta, you know, mm-hmm. it's. I think that's a really good practice, right? I feel yeah. like a lot of people just do it because they feel like they have to. Mm. You know, they're like, I have to find a boyfriend. So they make these Tinder dates and they have like three or four months and they don't really enjoy them. They just are mm. kind of doing it because they feel like they need to. Yeah. It's like the guys don't really want it because it's, or I, f- I find that the guys, I'm not on them anywhere. I was mm-hmm. like when I was in New York mm. and the guys are like, eh, like I match with her and I'll talk to her, but yeah. I don't really want to invest my time and money. Girls are like, yeah, I'll go on like a million, take yeah. me out. Right. And, you yeah. know, so it's like this right. really opposite energy coming at each other where like the intentions mm-hmm. are all fucked, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, think of the frequency, right? I mean, mm, you know, yeah. we know that, um, you know, we know that we evoke from the world the frequency that we're putting out. Yeah. Right? But actually, in relationship, it's the opposite. So if you want a man who's got integrity and depth, then the frequency of devotion and, you know, love is the frequency that will call that forward. And if you're on Tinder, the, you know, people get in their heads and they get obsessive and they get freaked out. And so the frequency that you're attracting is that frequency of like, is this guy going to be, is he going to ghost me? Is he the Mm -hmm. one? Well, from that frequency, you're going to attract shit. Mm -hmm. But if your frequency is, you know, I'm full of love because I've you know, because I danced the other night or I'm with my girlfriends or I'm so happy with my life and I feel good in my body and I know how to have pleasure in my body regardless of him, that's a different frequency. And from that frequency, you're going to pull something different. So, you know, I just, you know, just be aware of the frequency that you're dating, I mm-hmm. guess would be the same way to simplify it, like, and evoke. What does it mean to have pleasure in your body? You said that. Yeah. Um, like, 
Yeah, well, you know. I mean, typical pleasure, but I'm right. saying like, is it more about being in your body? Is it about like how you view your own body or what is it? Right, right. So the 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 the, the secret formula to captivate men is a combination of pleasure in your body and yearning in your heart. So if a guy, and I see this in workshops, which is, you know, um, is when you have, like, when it feels good to be in your body, like, and you women, men rarely feel this. I mean, we do a little bit now, but women have the benefit of actually, it feels good to dance or it feels good to be in my body. Or if you cultivate that capacity to just feel good in your own body and you show a yearning heart, again, to a man that you trust, Mm -hmm. That's fucking catnip. Yeah, it is yeah. sexy. Okay, to, you know, so saying. so so cultivating the capacity, and this is why I love women's groups, right? And I, I recommend a lot of I recommend that to any of your listeners, right? And learn how to dance in a way that feels good, mm. like even if it's twerking. You know, mm. twerk, right? Mm. Whatever it is. But That's if it feels, if you twerk and then afterwards you're like, oh, my ass feels so good. Then yeah, yeah mm-hmm. great. Yes. Cultivate that. Yeah. Or, you know, or if you're, you know, sacred dancing and, you know, and that feels good, mm. whatever makes you feel, you know, this is, I might lose some people on this, but whatever makes you feel the divine mm. in no, your body. Yeah. You know, and, and if you can cultivate that as a woman, um, that is like, men are dying for that. Because remember, we're burden. We're like, oh, I'm so fucking burdened. No, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And like, so all that, of a sudden there's mm. this woman over here who's got a wide open heart and pleasure in her body. You're like, oh shit. Like, that's why we love Beyonce. You know, that's why we love, you know I mean? That's why we love the women that we, you know, admire, at least in the public eye, because they have that capacity to run pleasure through their body. Mm. Yeah. And so if you're sitting, this is a, this one I get from women, like he's watching TV, right? Um, David talks about this. My teacher talks about this a lot. You know, if you're watching TV, he's watching TV. Well, you've got to be more pleasurable than the TV because he's in his nothing mode, like his fucking zone out, like total, right? Well, if you sit next to him and you start, you know, rubbing your legs and like just kind of feeling good in your body, at some point mm-hmm. he's going to go, Away right. from the TV, and he'll look at you. There's like a tipping point where your pleasure got too much for him to ignore, yeah. and that's how you can bring a man, you know, artfully bring a man to you. Kind of, I remember I said, draw him in. Like that's one of the ways you can draw him in. It's just by being so turned on by yourself, yeah, you know that. that he can't ignore it. And you think about like women or men who are not finding pleasure in their body. So whether they hate their body or, you know, have these insecurities, it really is just like this complete wall Mm -hmm. that's like a few layers deep that like, how do you even break through? Yeah. Like, is that work to be done just on their own? Like, can it be like this collaborative thing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a little sensitive. Yeah. No, I I think, you know, that's what we do in workshops, right? So we'll send the women off with the women and you'll learn how to do, like I work with Sheila Kelly. I don't know if you know Sheila Kelly's women, S Factor. So they go through these whole weekends to learn how to like get pleasure in their body and move really slow and move their hips in a certain way. Or um, one of the teachers that we hired in Hawaii, she did this thing called the, mat, the the wisdom of the hips. And she just basically taught women how to sway their hips back and forth until it felt good. And you see the men, the men were just like, you know? And and so, so yeah, you need, I think a lot of modern women need help because they're so driven, 
right? Just like they're so driven for what they want. And, and that's totally fine. But if, if they want to attract more of a masculine presence, they want to evoke, I think would probably be the way I'd put it. Then learning how to have pleasure in your body sometimes takes some extra work. Like you got to crack that shit open because you're right. There's like an armor. There's an armor. And, uh, you know, so dance is a way to do it. Being with other women, like emoting, emoting with other women. So one of the things that we'll do in workshops, we'll put the women together and they'll move and then they'll just start making sounds. And, and it kind of, they get in that kind of field together. And all of a sudden they'll be like, you know, wow, there's all this sadness that comes through me, or there's all this rage that comes through me. And there's all this longing that comes through me. And they'll literally learn how to conduct that through their body. And then we put them in front of a man and the man's just oh, 90% of the work is done. They're just open. So with other women, I think is the, the, a really great way to do that. Even if it's going out dancing with your girlfriends. Yeah. Do you know the class by Taryn Toomey? Uh huh. It's kind of like what, like that class. It's mostly women, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of moving in like a very emotional, emotive, cathartic, cathartic way. And you see the women just like cry at Mm -hmm. the end, or Mm -hmm. just really feeling. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's magical. It's just Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's It's a big, it's a, it's a big thing. And my my girlfriend and Taryn do have done some things. Oh really? Yeah. But yeah, my girlfriend teaches. yoga, but she uh, runs a women's program called Immense Grace. Oh, yeah, cool. I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. And in that, she gets a hundred women together and they go up into the mountains oh, and they, they do this kind of stuff and they come out of it. And my God, it's so beautiful. Like they're just, I mean, that kind of thing is- um, Do men do that for other men? Like- do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you're doing yeah we do it that at men's weekends. Yeah. Like I, I run oh, a I lot of I guess I didn't weekends. mean that. Sorry. No, 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 I know what you mean. Like, you know how you said women need to get together to kind of feel more and emote more and feel more in their bodies. When you put men together, do you find the same reaction that mm. they- no. Okay. No. What you find, if they're masculine in essence, okay. what they will love the most is sharpening consciousness. So sharpening consciousness, and there, there is a certain amount of opening. Like when I teach men, I teach them- you know, how to sharpen their consciousness mm-hmm. and then how to open their body mm-hmm. and emote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but what men are good at doing, it's kind of the iron sharpening iron thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good at like, how present are you? Like, you know, put men together and they'll rate each other on how present they are. Like, how trustable is this guy? Would you trust him with your daughter? Would you trust him to, would you give him a million dollars to invest? Mm-hmm. And rating each other and helping tune each other up as to how trustable or how deep or how authentic or how, you know, that's kind of, you know, classic masculine practice. Wow. And then they practice it with men. And then, you know, when you stand in front of a woman, you know, and you're breathing a certain way, your feet are grounded, your belly's soft, your heart's open, she'll feel you as trustable, mm. you know? And so, yeah, it's two, diff- two different practices. Wow. Yeah. Um, quickly to go, sorry, to go back to something that you right. mentioned earlier about relationships and you kind of, um, you know, you're mimicking a pattern that may have been imprinted from your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm. How can you identify if you're doing that? Mm. Well, there's an exercise that you can do that, you know, requires some setup, but you can go back and feel like what it is that I'm, you can actually go back and there's a visualization where you walk into the house that you grew up in and you literally like visualize yourself standing in front of your parents and you feel, what was I missing? 
Was I missing safety? Was I missing affection? Was I missing love, right? Ugh. You getting the sense of this? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you're it's missing, crazy. all of a sudden, like the lights will go on and you'll just be like, oh shit, right? Like, right. and then you'll see it everywhere. You'll see it everywhere. Wow. And, you'll, and, and then you can get conscious of it. And again, there's nothing wrong. We all do it, you know, but there's the, the problem is when we're unconscious about something, it runs us. When we get conscious of it, we can work with it and it becomes an ally. So like, for example, my desire to, you know, you know, being withdrawn, you know, having my mother withdrawn or leaving me alone for a long period of time, right? Like if I'm unconscious of that, then I'll get needy or I'll be, you know what I mean? Or I'll be fearful or whatever. But once I'm conscious of it, I can, you know, I can, you know, text my girlfriend like I'm, God, I'm needy tonight. Like, right. And it's, and she's cool with that, but I'm, I'm working, I'm using it as an ally now versus it being this kind of shadow in the background. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Sitting in front of your parents. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I would. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot there, but it makes sense. So you're saying that we choose people who mimic that yeah. feeling yeah. of not having that or having that. Yeah. 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 How did you become conscious? Were you always conscious? Like in your marriage before, were you conscious no, or did you have an awakening? No, I was a fucking asshole. Yeah. No, um, I, I blew up a marriage and I, and I um, was in another relationship and it blew up, right? Even though I really loved her and wanted it to work. And I realized like, shit, I don't know anything about relationship. Like, and I came from four divorces, you know, so I, I had no model for it. So of course I was recreating the thing. And, uh, and I just, I said, okay, I want to go, I want to, who's good at this? And somebody turned me on to a book by a guy named David Data. And, um, and I read that book and it was kind of a mind blowing thing. It's called the way of the superior man. And then also uh, blue truth is a fantastic one. And then he wrote one for women called dear lover. Although some women like that, some women don't mm. finding God through sex, yeah. finding God through sex is a fantastic one. Um, and I was like, and I, and it just turned out that he was going to be in LA the next week. And so I said, I'll oh, fuck this. I'm going. And I went and I was like, it was like a whole new world opened up of what was possible of, of, you know, what it was like to run sexual energy and be deeply intimate with somebody, whether I was attracted to them or not to feel into people deeper. And once I got it, like all of a sudden I was just hooked. And, and so I, you know, followed him around for 10 years and I still, you know, do a lot of work with him. And, and, um, and about five years ago, I decided to, you know, lead men's groups and teach what I had been practicing. And then, and then I started to teach co-ed groups and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was really like, I, I practiced on myself and then everything that I teach and I just tried everything. Like I mentioned a few people here tonight, but I tried everybody that knew about relationship and I learned as much as I could and I practiced it. And then I started to teach what I've mm. you know, kind of done in my own relationships. And Wow. Yeah. And then when you were full, you found your girlfriend. Yeah. That, yeah. So I found my girlfriend when I did a, so I, fin, I was, I was with a woman for three years when I started doing this work and I, and I did the thing that I just told you about. Like I found a way to push her away. Like she was crazy about me and I found a way to push her away and then hate her for it. And, um, and we broke up and then I actually cheated on her because that was the way that I would deal with those emotions because I didn't know how to deal with that pain. So I cheated on her. And then when I told her, you know, she was like, fuck you. I don't want to ever talk to you again. And 
that relationship broke up. And this was after doing this work for three years and still kind of being unconscious. And so I went to, I went to a guy who was coaching me at the time. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm, I'm going to get a harem. Like I know what to do. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going for a harem, yeah. man. And, uh, and uh, I know what I'm doing now and, uh, and uh, you know, enough of this monogamy shit. And, and he said, no, no, you're not. You're going to completely disengage from the feminine for a year. Mm. And you're going to take a year and just be by yourself and not date, not practice, not flirt, not, you know, try to get a woman's attention. And so I spent um, nine months literally kind of going to work, coming home, being with my daughter, like being with other men. And it was the most excruciating and beautiful almost year that I spent. And about seven months into it, I ended up at Burning Man, which is not the place to go when you're on a feminine cleanse. And I was so, <laughs> yeah, like, oh. yeah, yeah, I was so lonely. I was, oh, was so- Was it just you? No, I went with friends, okay, but okay. I, but it, it was like, it, I, it took, it took about six sexual. months for me to feel the loneliness totally. that I'd been avoiding my whole life. Whoa. And by not dating for a long period of time and not being, not like kind of like trying to fill the void with women, um, I was alone and I got, I had to get down with myself and figure out who I was. And I had to get fine with who I was and who I was, was needy sometimes, who I was, was jealous, who I was, was, and I had to craft a whole new relationship with myself. And at the end of that nine months, you know, I mean, Burning Man, I was just out there crying in the desert, you know, every morning. As you do. As I do. I, I was, it was, it was just like snot As flying. It was, there was no, it was Is no. Is it your goggles? You're yeah, like, no, oh God. No, holding back, like, you know, snot with sand. You can like sparkles. It was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, in my, in my white pimp tuxedo. Um, and, uh, and I, and at the end of that, I just started to realize, like, I didn't need a woman. Like I just, like I got totally whole and complete wow. by myself. And, and right about that time, I walked into a yoga class and this woman was teaching it. And at Burning Man? No, oh, no, wow. this was after I got back, okay. a couple months after. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I walked up to her and I was like, wow, you're spectacular. Like mm-hmm. what's, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I didn't plan to do that. And, yeah. we, and we've been dating ever since. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Her name is Guru Jagat. You probably, yes. Luke's, Luke's, you probably know her. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Rama. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've taken her classes before. Yeah. She rocks. She does rock. She rocks. She totally rocks. Yeah. Damn, we yeah. need to get we need to get her on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She rocks. She, yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah. you do Kundalini? Yeah. Do you feel like it's helped you with like like yeah. sexual energy and stuff? Do you feel like it's totally. like a Really? I, I see. I, she gets mad at me for saying this, but I believe it. it mm. Kundalini is a masculine practice. Oh, really? Why? Yeah, it's angles, mm. right? There's angles, and it's like you know, there's not. It's there's some move. Some, I completely agree. Yeah, some of the kriyas are are, but you got to think this was created by men for men for thousands of years. It's just Vinyasa recently. Vinyasa is flow. Vinyasa is flow. Not. Yeah, and Vinyasa has. And I look. I love Kundalini. To help, like so. For example, if I have a client who's so feminine that she can't stay on the planet. Like she's just so feminine that she, I, I just like, she can't even, mm-hmm. you know, she has no ground. Mm-hmm. I would send her to Kundalini to kind of help ground herself. Mm-hmm. Right. But if it's a, you know, most women who have a pretty balanced masculine and feminine, you know, if they're going to do Kundalini, great, but do a feminine practice with it. And, you know, she's had to do this a lot, which is why she, one of the reasons why she started Immense Grace, because it's kind of a compliment to that. And she brings a lot of women's work into is it. Is a book called Immense Grace too? 
No, it's called. Um, Oh shit! Oh man, <laughs> I'm so fucked. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We won't tell her. We won't tell her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's called that. It'll really come to look. me like yeah. right after I walk out the door. <laughs> really? I'll come busting in, going, "It's this." <laughs> yeah, be like, oh. yeah, yeah. Like the next day. Yeah. Damn, that's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. So you- I had to be by myself for a year, mm. and and women, I, I, you know, I've I've led a few women through that practice, and it's, I think everybody should do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no dating. Isn't Luke going through doing it. Yeah, he's yeah. doing nine months. He was now. talking about it on the pod. Mm-hmm. Nine months. That's right, Luke. Well, I told him. Yeah, I was like, I know. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, yeah. I had a feeling. Love you were, him. I gave, he listens to everyone. I gave, <laughs> I gave him that practice, and he came up to me at New Year's. At, awesome. at we were Kundalini. He came up to me. and He's like, I feel so great. Like, oh, I don't even yeah. want to date. He goes, I want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. he said, he's like, I'm and I bet women are just like, who's that dude? Like, Literally, you know what I mean? Like, he's deep. Yeah. 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 about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, people said that. They're like, he's hot. Yeah. Well, we had someone that connected, felt his like energy, and yeah. we're like, who is he? And yeah. we we're like, he's not dating right now. Well, he's, now. he's a guy. The reason why that's so sexy is because he's faced death. Right? Mm. Like to be alone so and true. to be like, you know, that's facing death and to wow. face your own demons and to face your own shadow and to face all that stuff. It's like death training. And when you come out of that, there's a sense of like, well, fuck, I don't need a woman. Like I, I'd like a good woman, mm. like, but I don't need it. Mm. And, yeah. um, and that is detractive. Mm. Yeah. I've heard. It yeah. is. Yeah. Do you do um, work in your workshops? I assume you do, especially if couples come in uh, that have experienced like unfaithful. Yeah, it's just going to ask cheating. Yeah, cheating mm-hmm. and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you navigate that? Yeah. What is like. Um, well, we try not to let the workshop, we try not to deal with it so much in the workshop, but one on one. Yeah, one yeah. on one, I, yeah. I deal with it. And what yeah. I do is I set up a container where she gets to talk about how much pain it caused her. And then he listens and says, that makes sense. And then practices empathizing with the impact. So like, I can imagine that you felt unloved. I can imagine you maybe felt like you weren't beautiful. I can imagine that. And he like, and I have him really get in touch with the impact of, it could, it could be, you know, abusive words, right? It doesn't have to be cheating, but just to get in touch with how, or neglect, like how that impacted her body, right? And how it made, maybe she lost sleep or maybe she took it out on the kids or maybe, and the more that he can empathize with her and really feel how much pain it caused her, the more it heals her. And I've seen it do miraculous things in relationship and, uh, and really just turn everything around. Was there work on the other end where it's her understanding why or vice versa? Yeah. You know, understanding- Why he cheated? Yeah, why are he or she cheated? Yeah. Um, well, if a, if a man cheats, it's because he's not getting some energy that he craves, like a like an ingredient, like a he's not getting a nutrient that he needs. And if a woman, or he's just kind of fucked up and mm-hmm. addictive, has an addictive nature, that kind of thing. Um, if a woman cheats, it's because she's not feeling penetrated. She's not feeling led into a deeper place in her heart. And so she'll like start to look for men who might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing, somebody asked me, I was on uh, Sex with Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to do a few more of those, but yeah, she's great. Um, but you know, we were talking about ghosting. Like, why do you get ghosted? Like, that's a big that's that. a big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the reason you get ghosted if you're a man is because you didn't lead her into a deeper experience of her heart. 
Like you didn't liberate something in her that she didn't even know she wanted. Like she wanted to be teased a certain way or she wanted to be led a certain way or she wanted to be looked at a certain way or she wanted, and you were nice. And you did like the things that you were taught to do. And she's like, oh, like that's pretty fucking mediocre. Mm. And so she'll ghost you. And if you're uh, a woman, more often than not, you emasculated him in some way, right? Or, or you, or you gave what we talked about at the beginning. Like you gave him so much energy that he was like, oh, I get not that much. Mm-hmm. Like that's just. But too that much. emasculates them, right? If you give him too much energy, I don't know if it emasculates them, but they have like a. It's like a. It's it's literally like a. Like a yeah. It's like a. <laughs> what do you call it? It's like a survival mechanism oh. that goes off in the man's brain. Yeah. Like if I go with this woman and she's this much unmodulated energy, I won't be able to do a fucking thing. Uh, yeah. I won't be able to kill the tiger, and, and he doesn't really know that. Totally. And, um, or she has run, so, or she hasn't gifted him with an energy that made him feel alive. Like we want to feel some flow of energy through you that makes us happy to be alive. And either she was locked down, like you talked about, like she was just locked down and he's like, well, this isn't inspiring. Like, fuck, why would I, why would I do that? So you didn't inspire him in some way. I mean, even if you are a lot but there's something in the date where you inspire him, like he feels like the pleasure we talked about, or he feels that he'll he'll like he'll like ignore the rest of it because feeling that pleasure. I mean, fuck, you know, men will kill other men, men will build the Taj Mahal. I mean, this has been going on for millennia. Men will you know fuck up their presidencies. Like men will do anything to feel the exact flavor of sexual energy that that makes them feel alive. Damn. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do, That's we'll sell our fucking souls for that. Wow. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you should use it that way, but, no, yeah, but, but it's currency. <laughs> it's totally currency. So yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Energy, like, like that kind of feminine energy is a currency mm-hmm. and presence mm-hmm. is a currency, mm-hmm. right? So for the masculine presence is a currency that the feminine body recognizes as valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, pleasure and yearning is a currency that the masculine nervous system realizes is valuable. I remember there was a woman who I went on a date a little while ago, uh, before I started with Guru Jagat, and she said said something like, you want to know how how we're doing on the date? She was like, you want to know how we're doing? And I was like, yeah, I want to know how we're doing. And she's like, well, like I'm loving this, but I'm not trusting this. And she was just really open about it and cool about it and just like giving me information. And I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think Interesting. That, it's funny that it like hit me at first. I was like- But yeah. you're, you were conscious at that yeah. point though. Somewhat. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, like, yeah. I mean, conscious men just know how fucked up they are. So right. True. You know, I mean, that's just, you know, so I fall into that category. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a strong man to be like, kind of take that. But I think the directness men appreciate, right? They, they, if there's a, if there's a flavor to it, okay. right? So there's a directness that is kind of cut, like feel the energy. Like, first of all, she was smiling when she said it. There was kind of a roundness and playfulness to it, mm-hmm. and so my nervous system could metabolize that. If it was like, do you want to know how we're doing? I would have been like, <laughs> That's what I, been like I was like, Ugh. I would have been like, fuck, okay. <laughs> totally. let, me, let me go I guess so. change my shorts first. <laughs> um, but there, there's, you know, so, so uh, you know, women, like one of the things I, I try to teach women to do is to speak slower. Mm. Like just kind of- I noticed of, you speak slow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're like, it's because you're, it's, you hang on the words. It's just like a presence. It's you like speak, presence. you speak at the rate that we should be speaking and it's really nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I've learned to breathe into my belly. Yes. So I'm mm-hmm. speaking from down here, not up here, but that took years of training. But for women, you got to think that breath is, um, or speech is breath modulated. So if a woman is speaking really fast, it's, it's like an assault on the man's nervous system where if she's speaking slow, think round, like Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. even Scarlett Johansson, you know, and there's a sort of roundness to the speech mm-hmm. that actually feels like a caress to a masculine nervous system. So a lot of this stuff is energetic and yogic. I mean, 90% of communication is nonverbal as we know. So, you know, learning to communicate, I have pleasure in my body. And if you're a good man, I'll maybe give you some, mm-hmm. right? That's a pretty strong communication. And that's mainly nonverbal. Wow. Or I'm a deep woman and I'm gonna and I'm going to honor you. <clears throat> I'm gonna honor your presence. I'm gonna honor your purpose. That's a that's a subtle communication that's not verbal. Wow. Yeah. Last question from mm. me. Mm. Um, porn. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Are goats involved? Yes, only. Is it goat porn? (laughs) Only goat porn. porn? (laughs) Call it goat Uh, porn. If it's goat porn, we're good. Um, So for what, men or women? Or both? For men. I guess when men are just using it, they're not using it. So men just using it and then men and women using it together. Men and women using it together, if it op- again, if it opens mm. the moment, then great, right? More often than not, it's not used artfully. And so, you know, if we're paying attention, man, I mean, you know, it's just about paying attention to what makes somebody open. So if I say to her, like, you know, uh, do you want to see the kind of thing that turns me on right now? Mm. And, and, she, and, I, and she opens... Mm. Then I know, okay, I can go farther. But if she's, mm-hmm. if I feel her tighten, mm-hmm. but I make her watch the porn, it's like abuse. <laughs> I'm abusing her. Abuse. Yeah. I'm abusing 100% her. Hundred percent. Yeah, abuse. I'm abusing her. And and oh, so that. so I think that again, we got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, and then if you do it, it can be fun. I like to. I, I tell women like, go look at some porn. Mm-hmm. And pick out the energies that you feel like you could understand why men would want, mm. you know, cock worshiping, mm. sluttiness, like certain kinds of energies. Mm. And don't worry about the, the, you know, don't worry about the context or try mm. not to worry about like the, the context. Trappings. Yeah. But be, be, a, be a detective about the energy and then see if you can find that in yourself. Like, mm. what is my slut? look like or what does my cock worshiper look like or what is this and that's that's a fun exploration for a lot of women so but from so like anything you know there's there's healthy ways to work with it and there's unhealthy ways um for men man you know 90 percent of men jack off daily to porn wow yeah 90 percent 90 percent all some of them up to their 50s and um and i can see it because they're depleted like they're, mm. they're just spilling their chi all over the fucking ground, you know? Yeah. And um, I life, about like that. Yeah. Whereas a woman is not depleted by orgasm. A man is depleted by ejaculation, by continual ejaculation. So especially when you get older. So they're depleted and they're, they, they use it as an addiction. I mean, we know this now, but they use it to numb. 
Like most guys use porn to numb uh, loneliness, boredom, uh, low self-esteem, stress. And so most of the time it's pretty unhealthy and it's going to get worse because it's getting virtual realities coming in and it's free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit, you can use virtual reality in a, you know, a little Jeez. thing and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I don't need oh, a woman. Oh no, I didn't even think about yeah, that coming I, I don't need a woman. They have like I, dolls and stuff too, oh, like robot dolls. They got dolls and they got, you know, they got, you know, so. Like goggles for your dick? <laughs> something like that. Okay. Totally. Yeah, so it's, it's wow. you know, and and basically it's just, it's it's that men aren't willing to traverse um, the, the beautiful and complicated landscape that's the feminine heart and body. It's just too much for them. So yeah, it's a, it's an issue for yeah. sure. Wow. Thank you for yeah. that. Um, my last question, what do you feel energetically happening and how you're going to navigate it with the current state of affairs? You know, obviously we see it here in Hollywood going on with, you know. Time with the Me Too thing. Yeah, yeah Me yeah. Too yeah. and Time's Up and all of that, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, what do you think? Is going on like cosmically too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I said this in that talk, you know, that women have every right to be angry. They've been abused. They've been neglected. They've been um, shunned. They've been burnt. I mean, like this is not that long ago, really. So in the collective feminine nervous system, there's, and this is, you know, the Me Too thing is perfect. Women collectively and epigenetically, meaning generations and generations and generations are storing this trauma, storing the trauma of their, of the abuse of their sisters and their mothers and their grandmothers. And so men need to get strong enough to work with that. And literally the way I've discussed it lately is they literally need to hunt it out like where is she withholding her heart? Where is she afraid? Where does she feel trauma? Like become a safe space for that and you can help heal her or ignore it and you can be, you know, part of the abuse and neglect. And so I think again what what men are what I'm trying to tell men is that we're at a place in time where we don't need each other. Like we don't really need each other the way we did before. And so what is your value as a masculine partner? to the feminine rising because feminines, you know, women are going to be running the planet if the planet's still here in 50 years, right? Women are going to be running the planet. And so what is our value? And, um, and our value is that like opening their bodies, feeling their hearts, you know, leading them with depth and integrity in the places where we can, like, I'm not talking about your career. I'm talking about your heart. Um, sometimes career, you know what I mean? Like I, sometimes I'll lead my woman in her career because I just can feel that it's what's needed. And normally she loves it if it's coming from a good place. So men have to train their nervous systems and their bodies to be able to hold all of this collective pain that's now bubbling up to the surface. And they haven't yet. They have no fucking idea. But I think they're starting to feel it, which is why there's much more men's movements, why there's much more, you know, Justin Baldoni getting on, you know, and doing a talk. I know Justin pretty well. And, you know, so all of this, it's starting to bubble up where men are kind of getting aware that we've got to take responsibility for what our ancestors created. And that's a very empowering place. Like, okay, I'm going to be a stand for you sharing every bit of trauma that's in your body. Right? I bring it. And so we do a lot of this in the workshops where we'll have the men, you know, either create a ring where they hold the women and the women just let it out and the men just mm. love on them. 
but yeah, men have to learn to train themselves to do that. Wow. Need more of this work. I want to be at one of your workshops. Yeah, I'm signing up. Come, yeah, Luke. I think Luke. Luke's going to come again. Okay, cool. I would love. I would do it. I would laugh any day. Um, Where could people connect with you then? Tell us about your workshops. Um, John Wineland, uh, wine like you drink, land Mm -hmm. like you live on. dot com. It's got all my stuff on there. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We'll have everything in the show notes. Um, John does amazing workshops for couples and then men as well. Yeah. And, um, and women, and, women too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing my first, running oh, my first women's great. group this year. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Which is, which is a total trip and I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it, but there'll be, oh, but there'll be a lot of women involved. Um, so yeah. You'll be fine. You'll I'm rock sure it'll it. Be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll rock it. Yeah. And, and in the show is... notes, you can find everything. Yeah. yeah. But this was like, honestly amazing. You are so present. You brought such amazing answers. We are like, I am so excited for everyone to hear this was yeah. better than so we could excited. have ever expected. We thank really you. appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. We really sure. Honestly, thank, thank you for having life. me. Yeah. I'm, I appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. We love you. We'll see you <laughs> next week. <laughs> Bye.